All right, folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. As always, weekly we try to have John Garcia Jr. on, Sports Illustrated Director of Football Recruiting and Locked On's Recruiting Expert. John, welcome back into the show as always. Good to be back on with you, Nick. And uh, I'm excited about the categories today because we're going to dip down into the Sunshine State quite a bit. So I'm good with it. Yeah, we are going to go down to the Sunshine State a little bit today. And we're going to kick off going down to Florida a little bit because every time I I talk about South Florida every year, uh, we've already seen it this year flash up. Charlie Partridge's name comes up in terms of, this is why I committed, or this is why Pitt is a big name in this recruits recruiting. Charlie Partridge, Pitt's defensive line coach and associate head coach, seems to be one of the better recruiters of South Florida in kind of the entire nation right now. And it seems like his rap from his time down there as a head coach and his ability to really create those inroads has kind of trickled up here to Pitt, and it's been a big part of why they've landed some very talented players. If you look at it from a 30,000-foot view, Nick, it, it's really kind of easy to build, right? Build why Partridge has been so successful, not just in South Florida, but in Florida in general. Uh, like you mentioned, uh, multiple coaching stints down here, uh, most recently at FAU, where, where he was uh, an assistant coach. Uh, and, and look, when you start to uh, – when you're at a school like that, it's all local. Like we talk about schools recruiting Florida as a primary base, like Pitt, like a lot of schools in the ACC. We talk about schools using Florida as a supplementary base, like maybe the Texas schools, USC, Ohio State, et cetera, Clemson. But when you talk about, you know, the the FBS programs in Florida, it is almost all local to semi-local, regional at best. So that just creates an entirely different dynamic of what your plan has to be as a recruiter, you're in with many more high school coaches, many more, uh, obviously, recruits uh, in general, their families, and then it starts to overlap, right, because great high school coaches co- coach great players and so on and so forth. So if you build a relationship with Roger Harriet at St. Thomas Aquinas, which Partridge does have, now all of a sudden, as they cycle through elite prospects, you're that much closer uh, to having, you know, a foot in the door with said recruit. So I think not only, you know, the geographical, you know, time he spent in South Florida, but the dynamic of recruiting at a school like FAU uh, just creates a different uh, level of necessity to recruit locally. And obviously the talent in South Florida speaks for itself, uh, particularly in Dade, Broward and, and Palm Beach County. So you, you got that box checked from an experience standpoint. You got the box checked from a depth standpoint. And then you, you take it to the larger programs that he's been associated with. And he's a pretty darn good coach as well. And I think that's, you know, we, we get lost in labeling guys like, oh, like uh, Mario Cristobal is a recruiter. Like, well, he's a pretty good coach too, right? I mean, he's developed positional players and, and, and won a lot of ball games. Um, and then other coaches are like, oh, he's X's and O's. I mean, he's X's and O's guy. Uh, Lane Kiffin is Steve Sarkeesian, X's and O's. You never really hear about how well they recruit in particular, but they can obviously recruit as well. Um, But with Partridge, you've got a ton of on-field success, uh, whether it's broad with the teams he's been on or or more specifically with the players that he's recruited and then developed along the defensive line, particularly at Pitt. You know, it's also rare to have a guy who's coached at the same school twice, right, at two different points. Uh, That creates as much familiarity as you could possibly imagine. I think, I believe, 
Um, this is the third, Narduzzi's the third head coach that he's coached under. I mean, that creates such a familiarity with the program and, and how it could look versus how it maybe looks at a given point in time. So you have that history and rapport with the school that you're asking recruits to consider. Uh, and then on top of it, you're sending guys to the NFL. And, and I know we talk about it a lot, but I think that's really still what it comes down to. It creates, if it creates a benefit of the doubt with a recruit, imagine what it does to those around the recruit, right? Mom, dad, high school coach, mentor, seven on seven coach, whatever it is, you know, hey, Hey, uh, Pitt just offered me, Charlie Partridge called me and yeah, he sent X, Y, Z to the NFL, you know, three, three guys in 2021. Right. So it just creates that much more benefit of the doubt. Um, so it's kind of a snowball effect uh, in South Florida and in the state of Florida in particular, where, you know, what a fifth of Pitt's roster comes from anyway, fifth or sixth, it seems like. Um, so I think that's going to continue. I know there's a multiple Floridians already committed, in this class of 23, they're targeting many more. Uh, and then, you know, when, when you look at it from, from a more uh, finite and, and specific perspective, look, you, you got to recruit Dade and Broward County very heavy. You know, you have to stay down there. And whether it's the, the biggest fish like an Akeem Williams or, or smaller ones, you have to stay relevant because recruits talk, these guys know each other, these kids play together and against one another. Uh, from from birth, it seems like. Uh, so you have to maintain a level of consistency prospect to prospect uh, that that is a bit old school, right? You know, that, that is where the old school coaches, those who have been around, have a bit of a leg up on those who are maybe more tech savvy and, and throw great graphics at recruits. Uh, those who did it old school go prospect to prospect and keep it a little bit more organizationally structured. And I know that's that's part of Partridge's reputation as well, the consistency that he could bring with with prospects when it does get down to that time where you need to grab an official visit or, or maybe try to land a commitment uh, at the end of the cycle. Yeah, and the resume speaks for itself in terms of guys he's landed. Rashad Weaver, uh, Kalijah Kansi, Deslin Alexander, Damari Mathis. Um, we're talking about, you know, those I, a few of those names I just named were on the D-line. Uh, in this class alone, Antonio Kamen um, from yep. that area of where Charlie Partridge looks. Obviously, uh, Kaja Kansi's out of Miami, so that's a South Florida commit that he got. Partridge has routinely landed top guys. Uh, Brandon Hill, these guys are legitimate, very big contributors for Pitt. It's not like he's just recruiting D linemen down in South Florida. He's recruiting corners, safeties, running backs, receivers. Vincent Davis, Pitt's, one of Pitt's leading rushers from Florida, a Charlie Partridge recruit. Um, so there's a lot of Charlie Partridge imprint all over this team. And he's such a huge recruiter that, I mean, you just talked all about this, the reputation that the name Charlie Partridge carries in the state of Florida. It's big. I think it's a huge reason why Pitt has such a plentiful pipeline from Florida. And now they have, I think, four coaches that are obviously recruiting Florida. A Taekwon Underwood's recruiting down there. Corey Sanders is recruiting down there. Pat Narduzzi himself has plenty of inroads there. But Charlie Partridge is who got this ball rolling, really, right? Yes, yes, 100%. You know, and I think you, you made a great point and how it stretches, because it certainly starts in South Florida. I think everybody understands that. But then you look at, at you know, Cayman, who just committed, and some prospects of yesteryear going into Tampa, going into the Clearwater area for some international guys who end, who wind down their high school career at, 
at Clearwater Academy International that Pitt has, has been successful with as well. So even if you're not the lead recruiter, you can begin to bridge that gap again because you've built relationships throughout the, the state of Florida. Uh, so it certainly begin. he's like a point guard, right? He's, he's the distributor uh, in the Sunshine State. Uh, and certainly that reputation, you know, precedes him. And, and it's one that you, you really never hear bad things about. You know, he's thorough. Uh, he's consistent. Uh, things that you want to be linked to as, as a coach and as a prospect. You want to be recruited uh, by guys like that, uh, especially when the on-field resume matches the, the recruiting prowess uh, like it does in, in Partridge's case. So about Built Bar, because Built Bar is coming out with a new flavor, folks. They're ruling another one out. This one is known as Mud Pie. It's another amazing flavor. You're probably asking yourself, what in the world is a Mud Pie? Well, a Mud Pie is covering 100% real chocolate with chocolate mousse. Rich whipped cream, 100% real chocolate. It tastes like cookies and cream, but with even more chocolate on top. You've got to try this as soon as possible, folks. And guess what? This built Bar is only 150 calories with only 5 grams of sugar with over 18 grams of protein. So you have a protein bar that can taste delicious. You got the taste and the health factor with built Bar's Mud Pie. So go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. And you can see, again, Patrick Jones, Rashad Weaver, Jalen Schwyman. We're talking about guys that have gone to the NFL, Habakkuk, Baldonado, and Kalaja Kensi will be in the NFL. Desmond Alexander probably going to be in the NFL. A few Florida kids in there, a few not Florida kids. Uh, Baldonado is one of those guys that was from Rome, went to Clearwater. That's where he is from. Uh, so that that's a Charlie Partridge win as well. Uh, one of Pitt's best receivers, Jared Wayne, another guy. He came from Ontario, played down in Clearwater. Very very important recruiter Charlie Partridge is, and he's been on this staff long enough to where everyone knows Charlie Partridge means Pitt, and, hey, people are, are coming to Pitt. And speaking of some people that could come to Pitt, Pitt has a few high-leverage targets here that are coming to campus for official visits. It's going to be their second busy weekend here hosting recruits. And remember the last time they did it, they hauled in six commits on that weekend, and they have a few four-star commits uh, hopefully coming this weekend. And one of those guys that could be uh, one of those commits, Braden Marshall, who has been really high on Pitt's board, a, a guy from Florida that we have talked about. Uh, he's a four-star uh, for most sites, has one set up with North Carolina the week after this, visited Wisconsin, Clemson's in on him. This is a guy that is wanted by a lot of teams, but Pitt has really been one of the lead dogs throughout this entire thing. And it feels like, I, I guess, Pitt is in a decent enough spot here to potentially land the services of Braden Marshall. Yeah, and that's that's pretty rare going into the official visit, especially, like you mentioned, Nick, where the kid's got a wide slate of visits, three or four, almost back-to-back-to-back to back to back that he's taken. So to have any buzz going into the trip is certainly an advantageous position uh, to be in. And, and again, you go to where Pitt has had success. The Floridians in this class have been Central Florida guys, right? So far, uh, with the corner from Lakeland, uh, we, we talked about Tampa Bay Tech's Antonio Cayman. Uh, this is another Central Florida guy, an Orlando Lake Mary uh, high school prospect, uh, where where all of a sudden now, you know, Pitt is becoming a major player in that I four corridor, which is really where when you talk about recruiting Florida, it's I four and South, because then you get into Miami, et cetera. So 
uh, yeah, that's an interesting trend to watch develop here uh, for the Panthers, as you mentioned, extremely high on them. I think it was the first or second visit that he set, uh, and Pitt was one of his first major scholarship offers as well. So that early identification and, and evaluation paying off a little bit uh, for that Panther coaching staff, you just have more time to build with prospects like this, especially when you're in either before or right when they start to get hot. And, and that's really where Marshall is in his recruitment. The spring was great for him. It seemed like every day he was adding scholarship offers, uh, including Clemson, as you mentioned. He drops the top 10. That, of course, includes uh, Pitt, Clemson, and Carolina, and Wisconsin. Uh, and, and all of those now are in line uh, for official visits. So I'm, I'm curious, how much does Clemson push uh, and how clear is he on maybe taking visits and then jumping in a decision situation later this summer? You know, he is very much in that ballpark of I want to commit before the season starts. I see one report where he's going to commit in the month of July. So obviously we're getting very close uh, to decision making time uh, for Braden in general. So I'm curious, does Pitt grab an official or excuse me, does Clemson grab an official Pitt is obviously this weekend. Uh, he liked Wisconsin, positive first impression there. Uh, I think North Carolina, kind of like Pitt, has, has, has an increase, increased profile uh, from a recruiting standpoint where kids are a little bit more interested in that program than maybe the last few years. So I'm curious to see how that one goes as well. Uh, but you like where Pitt is certainly positioned in this group, uh, especially with the commitment window sooner rather than later again there's familiarity in the area with multiple defensive commitments you wonder how that could potentially impact the kid like like Braden Marshall and, and again I think it would be a really strong feather in the cap because you were in a little bit earlier than some of the other current contenders um, and also you were able to secure an official visit early in this process because he could be one Nick that maybe makes a summer commitment but other schools still recruit him so the long-standing relationships you build there are going to be critical regardless of, of when he makes that decision. And, and even if it is Pitt, I do think you're going to have to recruit him all the way through because his profile is, is sort of rising uh, as, a, as he becomes a senior, which is you know a time for fluidity and movement in, in any recruit's recruitment. Yeah, and that's really important, I think, to look at. Marshall is a guy that's already been up to Pitt uh, was at that game last year, the Clemson game that Pitt won. It was packed. It was national. You got to think that left an impression on him. Few of Pitt's commits have been guys that were there for the Clemson game and, and pulled the trigger uh, on that, on the heels of that. Uh, and Marshall, as you said, one of the first offers he got, major offers, was Pitt. That's talent identification. I think that's been one of the big things for Pitt is that they've been able to build a, a lot of relationships in Florida before other teams come in. And, and that's Credit to Charlie Partridge, credit to some other guys that have built kind of the web of recruiting network that they have down there in Florida. Now, about Marshall, the player, what do you see with him? What's his strengths? What his, what's his weaknesses? And what do you feel about the fit maybe with the pit, you know, heavy press scheme? I love it because he's an instinctive corner. It's the first thing that you notice on tape. Uh, and when you're talking about a press aggressive scheme, uh, you need guys who, who can redirect. And if you're instinctive, that's that's right in your wheelhouse. And guys who can compete. You know, he can compete at the line of scrimmage. He's a very good tackler for being, you know, 5'10", 5'11", 180. He is not a finesse corner by any stretch of the imagination, which is a good thing. You want a guy who's willing to mix it up. I think it creates 
uh, competitiveness at the line of scrimmage and at the catch point, which is really important and obviously separating the ball from the intended target. He's, he's also one that's, that's got a lot of turnovers to his name. I think he had four picks last year. He can play at the apex. He's got enough explosion in his lower half uh, to get up with, with taller wide receivers. Uh, and he's coming out of an area, Lake Mary, with that, that had a deep playoff run last year. So great competition in the Orlando area, which is really in the state of Florida. I think that's the, the steadiest emerging area of talent. You know, we all know about South Florida. Tampa's had a nice run of consistency as well. I think Orlando's that next Metro that is starting to produce at a higher and higher clip. Uh, so competing week in, week out with those guys, I think is a big deal uh, for, for Braden Marshall. Uh, and I, I like the instincts. Again, I think he could play nickel. I think he could play outside in, in a press scheme. Uh, he's comfortable with the football in the air. He doesn't have that panic button that a lot of young DBs have. There's a confidence. There's an edge to his game that, that is really necessary at that position because you're going to get beat. You're going to go against guys that are a lot bigger and taller and longer in a lot of cases. So you like that. You like that confidence and edge from, from your cornerback players. So I think that's why his stock has, has jumped so up or so high so quickly is because he put together this great 2021 tape when that school was in the middle of their run and he followed it up with, with an even better spring as coaches came by the school again, because Orlando is, is stock up as, as a Metro area in general. So I think he's instinctive, he's competitive, he can play the football uh, and, and he's a tackle, you know, so he's got a, a pretty well-rounded game uh, runs track as well. So he's got good speed. I don't think he's a, you know, a four, three kind of guy, but there's not a lot of those out there anyway. Um, so he's got competitiveness in, in a lot of different arenas. So it's, it's a very impressive rise for Marshall and you see why his profile has, has risen uh, to the level that it has. Yeah. And the lead recruiter on this one, it's Corey Sanders, um, Pitt's DB coach, one of Pitt's DB coaches along with Archie Collins. So when I said, you know, Pitt has multiple guys recruiting Florida, Partridge has branched that out. Sanders, one of the guys, I, you, you got to think that sometimes Partridge just hears about these guys throughout <laughs> Florida and goes, listen guys here, here you go. Uh, take this guy and, and go with it. Um, I, just such a talented uh, player. I, I watched, you know, just highlight tapes can't show everything, but you can see the, the traits that stick out about Braden Marshall on his film. And I, I think you are completely nail on the head uh, with where you look at him. Uh, so Pitt could have a chance to land him. Already two cornerback commits, but Pitt is looking for DBs this offseason, so could be as much as four in that class. Uh, certainly won't turn away a guy like Marshall. But another guy that we're talking about with, on the topic of Charlie Partridge, Desmond Omezalu, uh, he's out of the DMV area uh, more so. So we're switching out of Florida here, uh, out of Upper Marlboro, Maryland. Pitt got John Morgan out of Upper Marlboro a few years back. Uh, he's been a really productive DN for them. This guy, though, has a very, very uh, unique recruitment in that it's a tough one to kind of read. Uh, South Carolina, he's visited North Carolina. He'll come to Pitt. He'll go to Ohio State. Obviously, Ohio State, a big contender in that area. Um, but Pitt's getting him on campus. And so you got to think that there's at least a requisite level of interest here to kind of see where Pitt can maybe do uh, anything here with Umea Zulu. Uh, but still, I, I got to think that, that Ohio State is going to be a tough one to beat out in this race. Yeah, especially with the Buckeyes getting that last visit, I do think 
that offers them a little bit of leverage in this recruitment. Uh, another one, like like we talked about with Marshall, a lot of visits in June. I believe four are scheduled uh, for Desmond, uh, including Pitt, Ohio State, uh, the 24th. Uh, but there's one glaring, you know, hole open, right? There's another visit window uh, that has not been occupied. Uh, so I know he's talked about saving it. That's a trend we're starting to see. A lot of recruits like, let me hold on to this in case all hell breaks loose in my recruitment or college football, like we saw uh, in the coaching carousel last year. Let me hold on to one just in case. But, uh, you know, Zulu is another one of these that wants to commit in the summer. I mean, that's really the plan for a lot of these recruits. Um, so even if he does save it, I wouldn't, you know, be worried. Um, you know, if, if you're a fan of the school he commits to, I, I do think that he's probably going to stick after this run of, of June official visits. And, and yeah, Pitt's right in the thick of this thing. I think these are unique schools in the race, uh, schools that aren't often pitted against one another um, as well. So you've got, you know, three conferences represented in four perceived finalists uh and, and i think that's a rarity uh on the college football trail but it shows you you know talk about another metro that's improving everyone recruits dc and the acc and the sec uh, in particular and it's sprinkled into the big 10 with with maryland joining the conference and again ohio state Mar uh, michigan penn state having so much success recruiting that area um, and pitt has to you know, prioritize it too right we talked about how much reliance out of state the panthers have to uh, rely on uh, and, and that's one of the metros that is becoming more and more important but but look this is a monster pass rusher uh, a longer leaner guy at this point uh, he's got a lot of, of room to fill out that frame uh, but everyone recognizes the type of twitch uh, that he brings off of, of the end of the line of scrimmage uh, and everybody needs pass rushers uh, on their roster pass rushers and dbs you, you really can't have enough uh, so no surprise to see Pitt bringing in those two position groups in particular uh, for uh, this upcoming weekend. But, but yeah, I, I agree with you, Nick. I think it's a battle. Ohio State getting that last visit certainly has my attention. Um, but look, he likes South Carolina. North Carolina has been able to recruit at a higher clip under Mac Brown. So uh, this is just, you know, a, a, you know, pick up your pants and, and go to go to battle, go to work type of, of recruitment uh, for whoever wins out or for Omea Zulu. And, um, and I think, again, he's going to wrap things up sooner rather than later. So anybody getting a visit has to feel better about the opportunity to improve their standing. Yeah, it's a big weekend for him. I think Pitt's hosting three or four other defensive linemen uh, this weekend. Pitt's, you know, got an older defensive line uh, with Baldonado, Alexander, Morgan, can't see all gone probably after this year gonna need to restock that position so there's a lot of they already have a uh, two guys committed at the d-line spot but uh, you're a guy like omea zulu would turn that perfectly and you put a guy with his natural talents with a guy like charlie partridge and, and obviously you have to look at ohio state's ability to recruit those d linemen and produce those but i do think even looking at maybe a team like south carolina who has produced guys, you know, Kingsley adding Barre uh, being that chief example, Javon Kinlaw as well on the D line that are going to be examples there, but Pitt in particular, if they're going to sell one thing in this recruitment, you got to think it's going to be somewhat of, well, just coach Partridge has produced so many NFL players. Just look at what we have. You come here, we're going to get you to the next level. Yeah. You can almost separate those four contenders by, you know, the coaches that are recruiting him and their individual resumes. And I think Partridge and Larry Johnson's would be kind of near the top of that. Larry Johnson at Ohio state. 
Uh, and then there's a lot more new blood at, at South Carolina and North Carolina, uh, respectively, and, co- and coaches that are earlier in their tenure, right, relative to the stability of a Pat Narduzzi or a Ryan Day uh, in, in this example. So, yeah, it's unique. It's a contrasting style of, of, of recruiting relative to the other schools that are involved. Uh, so that makes it fascinating. You know, that makes it more fascinating to watch because there's not a, an easy pick to be made um, in these kind of recruitments. Uh, so yeah, you can see pick contending all the way into the end of this thing. And, and if there's one position where you feel really good about defensively for the Panthers, it's, it's going to be up front. Just like we talk about wide receiver on offense. I mean, there's, there's positions that you just kind of feel good about relative to the school. And, and that's where it is with, with the Panthers. So you expect them to maybe recruit at a more national and, and more blue blood level uh, when it does come to, to these positions. So, so yeah, you don't sleep on pit uh, in, in these kinds of races. Uh, at least you should. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. He's already, again, this is another guy that is a four-star that Pitt has already gotten on campus before. So yeah. this is not his first visit. He's been on campus twice before, both for a game and for an unofficial in the spring. Uh, I mean, that kind of, to me, gives Pitt a, a nice leg up as well. If they're going to beat out Ohio State, getting him on campus a third time and, and kind of putting the red carpet out for the guy is, is going to be how they're going to win this one, I would imagine. Uh, and I, as you said, super freak of a talent, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just the, the first step is is elite. Uh, there's no doubt about it. He can speed rush. He can bend. I think he's got an underneath game that's developing. He's got some counter moves that we're starting to see a little bit more consistently uh, out of him. Uh, and, and he's got that frame, again, like we talked about at the top, well, you're going to add weight to it. So when you talk about his ability to, to play with leverage and extend against a bigger blocker, those are things we expect to see him get even better at going forward. So I think he's got the, the physical foundation to become an all-around edge rusher because, you know, it's not just about rushing the passer and, and beating the tackle with speed. You've got to work many other elements of this thing. And, and obviously with the schools he's looking at, that's going to be, you know, a part of, of the cell as a recruit. And then whenever he gets to one of these four, that's going to be paramount in the weight room and, and how they develop from a technical standpoint. So, yeah, there's a lot of raw traits and talent uh, with Umeo Zulu, um, but there's, there's a strong floor here as well. You know, if he does come in and play as kind of a specialist early on, uh, you know, you can certainly build off of that. And I'm sure that's a part of the cell with Pitt replacing, you know, so much talent in theory. Uh, relative to some of these other schools, I think that's part of, of what could make Pitt uh, just as appealing or more appealing than some of these other options because there appears to be a, a quicker path towards seeing the field. Uh, so that's something to consider as well. Yeah, and Pitt, again, does have a connection there in the upper Marlboro area with John Morgan. So got to think maybe they're trying to get him. I would bet he's he, I would bet that's the host of Umea Zulu. So you can probably bet that, try to get the hometown connection. We'll see where it goes. John Garcia Jr. is always great stuff. Tell them where they can find your stuff, read it, listen to you, all that good stuff. Well, you can listen to me here on Lockdown with my guy Nick and, and other shows as well. And you can read my work at Sports Illustrated, si.com slash college. A lot of big decisions coming up, not only for Pitt, but for pretty much everyone in college football. So it's, it's a busier time than we expected, but we're enjoying it. So certainly check us out, si.com. Folks, make sure to check John out. And as always, hail to Pitt.